Welcome back to Big Sky Buckets. I'm Big Sky, and today we're going to rant about the Atlanta Hawks yet again. This will be the last one for a while because after I get this point across, they, I just want to move on to other teams. I want to talk about the Orlando Magic. I want to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. There will be time for that in this upcoming week once we start finally knowing who is moving into the knockout stages for the in-season tournament. Both of those teams looked very primed to move on. They're just waiting on the Houston Rockets and the Boston Celtics respectively to see if they can make it to three and one and have a point differential better than theirs while they are at three and one. I doubt that will happen, but before we get started, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Every subscription matters for me as I get this up and going. Give it a like, comment down below what your thoughts are and what I have to say. If you're an audio only listener, give it a rate, give it a listen, and let's get into it. In the past two games, Trey Young's shot has come back. It has come back in a huge way. He had 37 points against the Pacers in the in-season tournament on Tuesday. He had 43 points against the Brooklyn Nets in overtime on Wednesday. That's huge from back to back. It looks like he's back. However, this has had an unintended consequence for this team. And I have no idea how it's related, but somehow, someway, in those two games, after putting up, what, 80 points? 37-43? Yeah, that's 80. The opposing teams, now instead of, at before these two games, the Hawks had only allowed the max of 126 points scored on them. In two games, they have combined, the opposing teams have combined for 302 points. 145 from the Nets, 157 from the Pacers. This defense has fallen off a cliff just as Trey's shot has fallen. And to me, a big factor of that is DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella no longer fit in the system. Under Nate McMillan and Lloyd Pierce, this, is, this was understandable. These were defensive-minded guys that wanted to run very simple offenses. And we kind of had moved past that just in general, in the NBA, there's there's more need. For the ball movement feels like it needs to be a necessity in the NBA for teams to succeed. That is something I can talk about more in the future. But here, DeAndre Hunter offensively is only good when he can get his shots up. He is not good at passing the ball. He's currently averaging 1.4 assists to 1.4 turnovers. So an absolutely nothing burger. Just I mean, perfectly balanced, right? Except in the worst way possible. He's also only capable of guarding certain players and a specific player type. Kevin Durant, Brandon Ingram, those kinds of guys, lanky, tallish wing players that love shooting mid-rangers. Those kind of guys... DeAndre Hunter will do his best to lock them up. Sometimes it won't happen because Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Brandon Ingram is just like smaller Kevin Durant. He's not necessarily as good, but he's, he's still a fun time to watch. Otherwise, DeAndre Hunter just gets blown by on defense. He's playing the worst defense of his career. He actually has the worst defensive rating on the Atlanta Hawks, period. He doesn't fit. We can't keep playing. The Hawks cannot keep playing this guy as a starter just to be able to assess trade value. Because as it stands, it's just going to get worse and worse, and it's just going to make this team 
worse overall. They're now struggling. They're back to 500. A tale as old as time. If you followed the Atlanta Hawks last year, you would know they were the most mid-team of all time. Uh, they could not stop being at 500. Whenever they lost, they would lose a maximum of two games, and then they'd win two games to get back to 500, and then they get one game above 500, and then they'd lose two to go below 500, and then win a couple more. Like, And then they ended the season at four, 41 and 41. I think they scored and allowed teams to score the exact same amount of points. It was just perfectly average mid-team. That is not what this team should be this year. And part of this is that he's playing too many minutes because Quinn wants to run this eight-man rotation in the regular season. Now, I have been critical in the past of Nick Nurse's Toronto Raptor seven-man rotation where they just play too many minutes and they'd get gassed by the playoffs or wouldn't even make the playoffs and it'd just be a disaster in the past couple of years. That's essentially what's happening here, except two players, DeAndre Hunter and Clint, are playing over guys that have been a net positive so far. Now, I'm not going to say Sadiq is a good defender, but right now, because his offense is significantly better than his defense, which you can't even say about DeAndre Hunter, it tells me that a Trey Young-led team typically can make up for the bad defense by having an insane offense. Now they're rated number two in the league right now in offensive rating, but the offense still, when you watch it, it doesn't really feel that good all the time, regardless of the tray shot falling or not. It's a lot of free throws. It's really grimy kind of offense. And I, I sometimes I kind of forget like how good they are when I watch it because I'm just like, what the hell is this team? And Clint is taking minutes over Onyeka, who this offense was 100% designed around. Onyeka is more of, because he's smaller, and he's more of a Bam Adebayo archetype of player. He's definitely not Bam Adebayo, don't get me wrong. But he will, he can dribble the ball, he can do your, like, he can Euro step, he passes the ball a lot, and his connection between Jalen Johnson, who is a top two player on this team, in my opinion, is incredible and collectively they are two of the best rim protectors in the league which Jalen Johnson is not even a center and Onyeka comes off the bench the the main thing here is Sadiq Bey and Sadiq Bey or even Bogey regardless they're not going to be good at defense but they if you slot them in over DeAndre it will be better offense so you'll have like you're basically working around the bad roster that you have right now, because this is a roster not designed for Quinn. There's not enough three-point shooting, which, again, if he just looked to A.J. Griffin to play him more than four minutes every other game, he would see would actually work extremely well in this offense, especially because he's a three-level scorer. And B, this defense is just bad in general. You just need to make it so that there's a the guys that are not regressing exactly on defense like even if they're slightly worse than deandre hunter it still seems better than deandre hunter which is a weird statement to make it's solely because deandre hunter's offense is so much worse than all than bogey than sadiq when deandre hunter clint jalen De dejounte and trey are out together this team is not good 
And that's because DeAndre is a net negative, period. Uh, for some reason, the defense has regressed so hard that he really is worse than most of the wings on this team, which is shocking because he was supposed to be the best. Um, Clint just can't – He all he is capable of doing is – dribble handoff. So the irony here is that instead of like Trey getting trapped by two defenders, if Clint has the ball, he can essentially be trapped by one defender because he can't dribble the ball. And, you know, he can't score anywhere outside of five feet from the basket. And even that is like a coin toss. And it, ha it has been for quite some time. Lineup. I'm going to read you out the lineup, offense and defensive ratings. And I mean, this just to put a bow on this all, Clint Capella, Dion. DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, Jalen Johnson. That is our starting five. That offensive rating is 111.5. That is not second best in the league. That is bottom 10 for sure. Defensive rating, 119.7. That's a net rating of minus 8.2. They have played 166 minutes together. This is a good sample size of a bad starting five. This is, again, the same problem as last year. You can't score and you can't defend. Something needs to give. And I'm the reason this is going to be the last Hawks rant for a while is that I'm just tired of watching and talking about this team. You know what doesn't work and you do the same thing. This is the definition of insanity. Fans of teams that are just average or bad right now understand this emotion of what I'm talking about of you just get tired of watching them make the same mistakes over and over again. And it's not just like on the court. It's just the idea analytically of if the eye test couldn't tell you, then this stuff right here would tell you why the hell is this the starting lineup and why do they play more minutes than any other lineup? Here, I'm going to show you a lineup that works. This is the lineup I'm trying to tell you. If you do, screw it. If you do Bogey, Trey, Onyeka, Sadiq, and Jalen. In 78 minutes, they have 120 offensive rating. They have 110 defensive rating. That is almost 10 points different defensively. And, uh, like, that's 9 points different, 8.5 8 different offensively. Net rating of 9.9. .9. That works. Even if they're not great defenders, the offense is so insane that other teams have to hope they can – you, it's like the Pacers. You play with a like high-octane offense that moves fast, moves the ball a lot, gets others involved, and you just outscore your opponent, and that can sometimes make your defense better because teams become pressured to keep up with you to try and catch back up to you before they can slow the pace down. And that makes teams that don't play with that level of pace make bad decisions because they're trying desperately to catch back up to you. DeAndre and Clint slow the pace down because they don't know how to move the ball efficiently. They don't know how to shoot the way that Quinn wants them to shoot. And despite Trey's bad shooting, his playmaking is what bails this team out when he has bad shooting. Because it, like uh, he's not Tyrese Halliburton right now, but he is the second best playmaker in the league. Behind him, like averaging, what, 10.7 assists a game? That's incredible. This team desperately, desperately, desperately needs to make a change. And Quinn needs to start. I want him to play AJ, but I'm not going to die on the hill of, like, this team will fail if they don't play AJ. Who cares? That's just, like, a personal opinion of mine because he's my favorite player on the team. 
What they do need to do is they need to accept reality. In reality, accepting the fact that you know this doesn't work and trying to change it is the job of the head coach and is the job of the GM to change the roster. I'm not saying you can trade Clint or DeAndre right now. I think you could trade Clint to specific teams, teams that like to run a lot more pick and rolls than we do anymore. We don't want to roll. We don't want to spam Trey Young, Clint Capella pick and roll all game long. That's the idea of bringing Quinn in to change that because teams know exactly what they're going to do, and they eventually start running enough drop coverage to stop that. What you want, And with DeAndre, if you're not going to be able to spot up shoot and you turn the ball over just as many times as you pass the ball, you're not helping this new system. And I don't know why Quinn hasn't addressed the fact that this needs to change. Maybe he just doesn't want to throw his guys under the bus, but I don't care anymore. And I don't think any Hawks fans really care anymore because – it's coming at the expense of this team's success in a loaded – the parity in the league has truly never been better. It's so many good teams, so many young teams that are advancing. The Orlando Magic, the, the Pelicans, the OKC Thunder, like all of them, they're all playing better basketball than this team because we are stubborn and we are not as good as everyone else. We can be. We have the potential to be. But that depends on whether the coach – and the GM and the players accept the fact that there needs to be a lineup change and we have we have pieces in here that work. We just don't play them either enough or we don't start them and it comes at the cost of losing at the beginning of the game and struggling to get back and then eventually putting our starters in who lose games to inevitably lose those games. All right, guys, that's it. That's what I got for you. Um, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Power rankings time. We're doing another one. Fun times ahead with power rankings. Talking about teams that are actually good. Oh my God. Can't wait. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Peace.